What's up, guys? Welcome to this brand new podcast, High School Social Phobia, The Daily Struggle, Moral Victories, and Wanting So Much More. My name is Coach Mooney. I'm here with Jordan Freakin, the star of the show. Mr. Freakin here, He's uh, he's been with me for about a year now, almost exactly a year, right, Jordan? Yeah, it has. Okay, yeah. so about this time last year, we're just starting to get acquainted. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, have a, we, we have taken a long road together, and um, Jordan's been doing an outstanding job of getting him self back on track and i've been there to guide him along the way so together we decided to do this podcast to try to help people and more specifically have jordan help people you know he i'm in a position where that's what i do as a coach um, as a teacher where jordan has an experience that he can use to help other people so we have a lot of kids here at school they're interested in being involved in this um jordan's excited and ready to you know, get out there, get his story out there for people to hear um, where he came from, where he is right now, because it's been a it's been a bumpy road, and um, you know he's he's been a rock star with it the whole way. I'll just say that right now. So I'll, I gave you the end end result, but there's a story that goes along with that. So today, for this first um, for the, this first time around, we're just going to go and tell his whole story, so that we can you know kind of get a good big picture of what he's been through, and then from there, the next couple episodes, we're just going to break down that story piece by piece by piece by piece, and talk about techniques that maybe we could use um, in the future to help him through those kind of things, and maybe those of you who are listening can use some of the techniques that we talk about. So um, just as a precursor, I am no I am no uh, counselor. Oh, <laughs> I, am, I, I know no, that. I'm no psychologist. Yep. I'm a PE teacher and a baseball coach. Yes. That's what I do. And yep. um, you know, you know, kids, you know, can, can kind of gravitate to me because of that. But you know, we, you know, we create strong relationships here at Clover Hill High School is where we are um, here in Chesterfield, Virginia. And um, you know, relationships is where it's at. That's the foundation of trust. Yep. So I think that's kind of where me and Jordan started. So, Jordan, how old are you? I'm 17. 17 years old. All right. So. He looks about 34 because he's, <laughs> he's very mature for his age. He's got the facial hair going. We'll talk yes, about that a little bit later. I'm waiting for him to grow his first beard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even talk about that. It's coming. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have a no shave. No, well, no shave November already happened. Thank God. <laughs> I'll see if I can keep him to grow a beard until I lose my first baseball game. Oh, man. So, oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be a deal. Um, but no, he's, he's a great kid. And um, we're, we're going to do this thing together. So. 17 years old. He's been here at Clover Hill since when did you when did you arrive here, Clover Ooh, Hill? Um, Officially, let's, when you got your feet back underneath you. Yeah, um, I want to say around last year, maybe February. Okay, so right around this time, and yep. then you know, ever since then, me and Jordan have been inseparable. Um, but we want to tell you his whole story. We want to go back, um, Jordan. Talk a little bit about your, the type of anxiety that you suffer from. Yes, yeah, so I suffer from social anxiety. Um, in case people don't know what that is, um, it's basically just stress anxiety and just social social situations um it's difficult for me to talk to someone um whether it's an adult a student um even some of my part of my family you know it's uh it could be really difficult you know i i'm lack of words don't know how to respond um you know it's just uh i have so much thoughts going through my head in those situations i over i tend to overthink things and i just don't know what to say i'm like uh i i Pretty much, I'm a ghost. Like I, I'm not. I'm really clueless on what to do, and it's so. A lot of times, you're alone. You, know, yes. you feel like you're. Yeah. You're, you feel yeah. like you're the only one in the room, but sometems you feel like everybody's looking at you in yeah. the room. Even yeah. Though, even That's you're true. alone, yeah. you still feel like everybody sees you and everybody's thinking yeah. about what you're doing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, the only reason I know that is because you told me. Yes. I was. Just, I, I, was I was. Giving, <laughs> I was putting some words in your mouth there too. Yes, you did. And, and forgive me if I do that for for Jordan sometimes right. because. You know, uh, it's important for you guys to hear the whole story and, and, and for us to identify the things that you can relate to him with. And, um, you know, he's he's actually he's been rocking it. I'm telling you guys, he's been a rock star here using the techniques that we've been working on and just sometimes just gutting it out. 
you know, going to class when he doesn't feel like he can and, and doing some things that are really out of his comfort zone. And I, I'm sure if you heard what he said, his explanation of his anxiety, if you can relate to that, this podcast is for you. Yeah, and is. what we're trying to do is we're going to try to bring in some other people that have different types of anxiety so we can kind of hit it across the spectrum. And yep. really it's about kids teaching kids yep. how they handle it and yes. have a, a network together for everybody to kind of help each other. So, mm-hmm. um, Jordan, you know, let's go, and, let's go back to your childhood. You, okay. know, you know, everybody knows kind of when their anxiety may have started up. Right. Um, but you know, tell me about your childhood. Was it was it different? Was there anxiety when you were growing up? What what would you, what'd you have there? Just briefly tell me, you know, quickly about you know growing up. What it was like? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, when I was a child, I I had a pretty normal life. Um, you know, I, I don't personally remember any moments where I dealt with anxiety when I was little. Um, I had a healthy family, um, healthy relationship with my mom and dad and my brother. Um, so and I had a lot of great memories I made with them. Um, I had a lot of friends, um, you know, it was, a it was a really good childhood to be honest. I, I didn't really face a lot of adversity. Um, I didn't face much challenges. Now that might've been a challenge for me because, um, since I faced so little of much challenges, then, um, I might've not been prepared later on. Um, and I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean my childhood, uh, I thought, um, I, I had a lot of great moments. So, and so pretty much uneventful in the anxiety yeah, world. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. It really was. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I, I think, Jordan, even with your anxiety the way it is now, I think you'll think back to your childhood and really appreciate the low stress times. Yeah. I think if you can use those as reference points, you know, we'll talk about reference points as we go here, but think about the good times to help you get through yeah. some tough times. Right. So think about when it was like, what it was like when you were a child, how did, you know, it was just happy go lucky. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of, that's kind of what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And you know, now uh, things change, you know, your body yeah. changes, yeah. environments change, you know, mm-hmm. life changes a little bit. Yep. Um, so you, you, I know you told me that things have changed in your life. You know, you started yep. coming out of your childhood, kind of going towards middle schools when things kind of Yep. You hit a little bump on the road the first time. Um, tell me a little bit about the when you were about twelve years old in middle school when that when that first you know hiccup kind of happened. It kind of like whoa, this is not this is not happy go lucky anymore. This is a little right. bit of a stressor. Right. Yeah. So um, so quick little story. Uh, I have a twin brother, um, fraternal twin, um, which means you don't look alike. So a lot of people <laughs> don't really view that. Um, anyways, so my brother. Um, he was a very popular guy in school. Um, he had a ton of friends, uh, very liked guy. Um, he, he was just a really uh, likable guy. Um, now, with that, um, there are a lot of people that he was friends with that you know may have been weren't the best people in the world. Uh, so, in sixth grade, um, there's a kid named Grant. He's he uh, became a friend with. Um, you know, I, I didn't think of anything of it at the time. Um, you know. Uh, I thought I was happy for him. You know, I was glad he had a friendship. They they bonded really well. They became really close at one point. Um, anyways, uh, so one night um, I'm at my house. Um, Grant and Nick are uh, outside hanging out, um, and then Nick actually brings Grant back to the house and introduces him to me. So I got to meet him. Um, you know, I didn't think anything bad of him. Um, I didn't know much about him, so uh, there was really nothing I could uh, feel uh, uh, negative towards him. But um, anyway, so yeah, him and I bonded a friendship. Um, we did stuff together. Um, now, there was rumors, and I have witnessed it, 
um, that he wasn't the best kid in the world. He got a little bit of trouble, huh? Yeah, he got a little bit in trouble. Yeah. Um, in school, out of school, um, just lots, lots of, lots of trouble. Um, anyway, so, uh, some point during my sixth grade year, um, during the weekend, um, so Nick, Grant, and I, and a couple of more friends are, uh, hanging out, you know, chilling. Um, one of the kids in our group, um, was talking about, a so-called haunted house, uh, maybe a mile away from our house that I used wasn't to wasn't really haunted. No, it wasn't. It was just old and run down. Yeah, a little it bit. was an old abandoned, you okay. know, a little run down, run down house. Yeah. yeah. Now I didn't know much better. Um, so I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the house, we find it, we go to the house, we approach the house. Now we're walking in the backyard. The grass is like 10 feet tall. The windows are broken. The house is slammed open. I mean, the, the house is a mess. Um, so we go in the back, you know, walking through the tall grass like a jungle. <laughs> um, so when we approach the back door, um, and no one was in the house, but uh, when we approach the back door, uh, we go inside. Um, and I was actually peer pressured to go inside first mm-hmm. um, by Grant. Um, we go inside, uh, not knowing there were people in there. We didn't know before, um, but we went inside. Um, you know, we're checking the house, you know, investigating it all. And, you know, we didn't know much better. Uh, we, we thought this would be well, a little cool you're, adventure. You're 12 years old. Yeah, I mean, 12 years old. So. Just trying to have a good time. You yeah. get yourself in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then um, you got yourself in a little bit of trouble. Yes, we did. So um, as I uh, was walking around the house, um, maybe five minutes in that, uh, I, I hear some glass being shattered on the ground. Oh, boy. And um, I turn around, and there's Grant uh, having a stick in his hand, just, you know, breaking everything in his path. He broke down a chandelier from the ceiling and uh, windows and um, all sorts of things in the house. And um, so my brother started doing it and the rest of the firm group started doing it. And, um, you know, since I was 12 years old, I didn't know much better but yeah. to do Join what they were doing. Join all in, yeah. right? A little peer pressure is yep. best. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, I, I went along with it um, and left afterwards thinking, you know, it was all cool. Um, few weeks later after that incident um i come home for swim practice one day and uh the police show up at my Uh-oh. front door Uh-oh. so uh that was not pretty um now we had a long brief talk um what was funny was um so as we were talking to the officer um and this is typical um grant who the officer actually spoke to first um Grant accused Nick and I of all the damage we did to the house um, and said he was not part of it. Um, so that was a very sticky situation we had to climb out of. Yeah. Um, no blame put on you. That's, that's yeah, no good. Yeah. No good. So uh, that was a little bit difficult to uh, run out of. Uh, I was terrified out of my mind. Um, now, I was. we were all very fortunate um, that the family who actually owned the house, which actually, a little fun fact, um, the family that owned the house was uh, the house that we vandalized uh, was pretty much their second home. They live, they live in North Carolina, uh, but it, that was like their vacation home. Um, so they dropped the charges on us. That is we, very fortunate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and pretty much from that incident, I really realized, you know, 
I was more aware of, you know, who my friends are. Mm. Uh, I quickly befriended him mm. uh, shortly after. I hated him after. Mm. I, um, I wanted him out of my life. Um, um, so, yeah, I was just more aware of my friends. You know, I, I made him more aware of who I'm going to be around with. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to be around those kind of people again. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Now, do you think that that kind of started, you know, it might have been not necessarily a big time trigger, but yeah. it may have started some some anxiety because you start thinking about who you're hanging out with. Yeah. And, and, and then you're like, OK, well, now I got to be really cautious about people. Mm -hmm. And it kind of probably gave you that instinct to be like, I can't trust many people. Yeah. You know, I have to really just be guarded all the time. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, um you know, it definitely did cause some anxiety. So mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of trust issues after that. Um, well, it sounds like, you know, lead, I know your story. I'm going to kind of lead you in the next next little mode here. Mm -hmm. um, as you That was middle school. That was like sixth grade. So yeah. as you keep getting older, you know, it, seems, it sounds like you, you have a twin, twin brother. Yeah. And he's popular. He has friends. Yep. And, and sometimes his friends are good people. Sometimes they're not. Yep, there is. And it sounds like, you know, a lot of your struggle came from your brother's relationships. It did. So moving into eighth grade, yep. um, you know, it sounds like, you know, you know th your brother's friends kind of played a big role in, in, in your anxiety. Mm -hmm. So tell me, you know, when you first started getting some anxiety in eighth grade, yep. I think I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Um, tell me about your first moment where you realized, okay, there's some anxiety here. In eighth grade, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, my brother and I had our lockers right next to each other. So um, next friend group would hang in his locker every day. So pretty much every morning, I would have to encounter them. Um, so there was a point in time uh, during the middle of the year, um, Nick's friends um, started saying a lot of uh, really negative um, and. Uh, really really negative comments about hurtful. me yeah hurtful yeah hurtful there you go there you go um, i think a lot of people that are listening can relate to hurtful comments yes things yes. that things that they don't realize are hurting them yes and that leads to some anxiety yes it did yeah i, I got anxiety I, just, I didn't want to be around them i was scared to go to school because of them yep. um i was so anxious to approach my locker because i was afraid they were going to say another word to me mm. um now there was a point where it kept happening um, and I got to my breaking point. Um, I, I, I was so low. I, I'd never been that low in my life before. Um, so yeah, I went, um, I went home that night, um, and I self-harmed for the first time. Mm. Um, it was a really difficult task to get through because I didn't feel like I could never get out the hole. Um, so yeah, that next day, um, now I wasn't aware with this, but this next day I come back to school um, you know, I was trying to shrug off everything that happened. Um, and I really couldn't, but I tried my best. I went to school, um, and, uh, I had my sleeves up as Mooney knows. I yep. was on my he sleeves, likes up. That sleeves up just yep. like me. Actually, that's why I'm wearing my yep. sleeves right now. Yep. You do too. Um, I had my sleeves up. Um, one of the students saw my scars, um, reported it to the counselor, um, and pulled me in out of, out of class. Um, and it all began. And it all now, began. Now they, now they put you into the system. Yeah, they all put me in the system, <laughs> and that was where the yeah. roller coaster really Any, started. Anybody who's been there, you know, you know what he's talking about. You know, yes. you, you get, it's reported to a counselor, yep. and next thing they they were sent, they're mandatory reporters. They got yep. reported to all the way up down the chain, and next yep. thing you know, Jordan, where do you find yourself? 
I'm in the hospital. In the hospital, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that hospital, you know, you, your, your story is actually pretty unique in that you had a, it is. You had a good experience at the hospital. I did. Um, Tell me about the good experience you had. Yeah, the good experience at the hospital was, um, even though I was terrified going in and um, going in an environment where I was going in with strangers um, where I didn't know a single person and um, an unknown environment. Um, yeah, but uh, with that, though, um, I gained really strong relationships um, mm. since everyone could relate to what I struggled with and went through. Um, it was really easy to get along and with everyone. You could trust them. And I could trust them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the, that's the, the ticket right there. Yep. Relationships. I've said it already today are the foundations of trust. When you build those yeah. relationships, you can actually trust the people yeah. that you build those relationships with. Yep. And that's a big key for guys and girls with anxiety. You got to have good, solid relationships. so You can yep. trust people with your emotions. Yep. And that's not easy to do. So that, that's pretty cool that you're able to build that there in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously being in a hospital is not a good experience. No, it's not. No. You know, that's not the place you want to be no. um, with all the you know, monitoring and the, the actual framework of being in the hospital, but yeah. the relationships you build with people can be a positive thing. Yes, it can. So, you know, that happened when, you know, obviously not good, but I think yep. some people on listening to this might relate, yep. may have been there before, may, may have thought those thoughts before and mm. may, maybe can show that, Hey, it's not necessarily the best thing to do. Um, but it does happen. You know, I'm not it saying does. it's okay, but it does right. happen. And, yes, um, it just, you know, we got to get some help before yeah. that. Before we get to that point, we got to get some help. You got to find a trusted adult, a trusted friend. Yep. You know, and like I said, relationships are there now. With yeah. social anxiety, building those friendships is not it as is cut difficult. and dry. Yeah, you it can't, is difficult. You, you don't know who to trust. Yep. And a lot of times, sometimes you can't even trust your parents. Yeah. You can't trust your, your anybody that's really close to you, even maybe yeah. your brother. You can't yeah. even trust them. So you are lost, and you feel like you're by yourself, but you never are. Yep. If you really dig deep and you know there's one person out there that would not judge you for the thoughts that you have and the things that you're going through, there's one right. person out there. Yeah. You have to trust somebody. Yeah. There's somebody out there. You have to lean on them. You have to reach out to them. You have to just let yourself be vulnerable to them. Yep. One person. And if they're a person that you trust enough, I guarantee they'll help get you out of that little hole you're there. So. Man. Always make sure that you can reach out to somebody. Yes. So, you know, sorry that happened, Jordan, but I think that okay. was just part of the story, man, at this yeah, point. It was. And it's part of your journey to this point where we are right now, which is yeah. a better point, but we still got some work to do. Yes, we do. So that brings you to ninth grade. Yep. Okay. You get to you get to high school. Great. Yeah. Awesome. We had trouble that, that all that trouble happened um, right. pretty much going into uh, through eighth grade. So the summer of eighth grade, you ended up going what we call here in Chesterfield homebound. Yes. Correct. So what yeah. that really means for those of you who are not in Chesterfield is that they, it's like night school. So, um, you have a computer system that you do your work on. You don't have to come in the building, but you're still responsible for doing some work and you come in after school hours to get the work done. Is that correct, Jordan? Yes, sir. Okay. So, and you always hear Jordan say yes, sir, because he's very respectful. Awesome. dude. <laughs> I love it. Um, but you know, so he, he was on homebound for, you know, through the rest of his eighth grade year. Am I correct in that saying that Jordan? Ninth grade. Ninth grade year. So, yes, well, let's, let's talk about ninth grade when you got in the building, let's talk about that. Okay. okay. So you got to a point where you started school. Yeah. You started school and those friends, your brother had that were picking on you a little bit in eighth grade. Yep. They're there too. Yes, they were. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that, how, how that all materialized and where that took you from here. Yeah. So, uh, my orientation day, um, so my mom called school before the orientation day um, and warned and told the school to have those kids not in any of my classes. Now, I, I know it's going to be impossible to avoid them at school, but the last thing she wanted me to, to have is to deal with them, you know, every other day. Um, so she called the school. Um, they promised us they would do the 
such that, and um, so we believe them. Um, so we go into orientation day, um, <laughs> and sure enough, my first class, there's three of them bam, bam, bam. in my first class. Now, it was orientation day. It still got me, but it was orientation day. I didn't want to make it a big deal. Um, I really wanted to wait for the big day, which was the first day of school. Um, my mom and I were still furious. We were still upset. Um, so we called school again, made sure they actually listened um, and did what we asked them for. Um, so going into that first day, I, I felt iffy. Um, I, I, I didn't know whether to trust the system or just go along with what I had to deal with. Um, but I go on my first day. I'm not really sure how I felt, but um, I felt confident, but also really, really nervous. Mm -hmm. um, As most kids are going yeah. into high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But of you, course. you have a little bit more of a stressor. Yeah, I had a little bit more <laughs> of a stressor, of course. But um, yeah, so my first class, nothing different. Mm. Yeah, um, so yeah, that, was, uh, that, that was a key part of uh, really what made my decision of going to homebound. So, um, yeah, so that, that really uh, hit me hard. Now, you suffered through it for quite a few months. You I know, did. You know, and that, those were, it wasn't just one class. No, no. How many classes did you have where you had kids that were actually bullying you, um, where you had kids in those classes? How many of those classes? Yeah, I, I want to say three or four. Three or four, and yeah. that's got to be tough. And yeah. now, guys, when we say bullying, we're not just saying these kids were picking on him. Yeah, Okay. We, they, these kids were actually bullying him. Mm -hmm. It was an every day, whenever they saw him, they had something to say to him and they were picking at him every single day. So it's consistent, happened often. Um, you know, obviously it was reported because he told his parents and their parents, were, his parents were trying to get him out of the, those classes with those kids. Mm -hmm. That's bullying. Okay. If it's just a one time isolate thing, that, that's just, yeah, that's isolated, but this was actually bullying. So, yeah. um, you know, these kids were in his classes, three or four of his classes. That's tough. So, in, in our county, you know, they have the ability, you know, he couldn't come to school anymore. Is pretty much what you're saying, Jordan. Is yeah. that, you just couldn't come to school. I anymore. couldn't come to school. Okay. Yeah. It, it became an epic battle. And, and, and that's where our daily struggles come in from the yes. title of our podcast is yep. the daily struggles. Every day becomes a struggle. And sometimes you don't win those struggles. You know, no. sometimes you don't have your moral victories. No. Um, but, you know, that's that became a social phobia for him is to actually come into school. So, you know. He goes on homebound in let's say what you say November Jordan yeah of that year that. so November which is still that's a lot of time to have to deal with that yeah. you know September to November you know that that's a, that's a, that probably felt like an eternity yeah it did it did it, <laughs> okay. it really did it really did <laughs> so he was able to get to this homebound program where he's after school doing kind of work independently if you will and then right around March you kind of just said you know what this is not really working for me yeah. Um, it, it really wasn't. Uh, I, it was just really difficult to focus. Um, I had so much going through my head. Um, it, it was it was hard to get in every day, even with you know being after school, having a short shorter class time, um, doing my own thing. It was still hard. Mm -hmm. um, and when I noticed that was hard, um, I knew I had a really serious problem. Um, yeah. It was it was alarming. Um, yeah, and there was just a point where. I just felt like I couldn't do it. I just really felt like I couldn't do it anymore. So and you, you stopped coming. Yeah, I just stopped. Stopped coming, stopped doing the work. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the courts step in at that point. Yeah, the the school system reports that as being truant. For those of you who don't know what truant means, it means you're not going to school. Yep. Um, and that, at his age, at, well, how old were you then? Let's see, beginning uh, of ninth grade, 15? 15, 15, 15 yeah. Yep. yeah. So at, at that age, you're considered truant, and, and the courts step in, and then you, you know, next thing, you got all kinds of you got counselors. You got, you got, yeah. They try to overload you with all this stuff, and it's mm -hmm. a very... 
almost overstimulating with how many people are trying to help you. But yeah. in reality, you're just trying to you know battle your own <laughs> whatever's going through your head. Yeah. You know? And they don't understand. No, they don't understand to give you a label as something as truant and 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 almost be a, almost a criminal offense for you and your mom. Yeah. Label you a criminal because you have anxiety because you were bullied. Is that your fault? No. No, it's not. And shame on the courts. I'm saying it. Shame on the courts. Shame on the school system for making you, giving you that label and not getting you the help that you need. And I hate that. That, that drives me nuts. It drives me nuts too. So, talking about it. but we got Jordan to a better place here. You know, after he went truant his first time, um, you know, he, he was from about March, you said, till, yeah. till the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't go to any school, went through the summer. Had to get back on track. Per the law, yeah, per the school did. system, yep. they got him back on track. So they got him transferred over here to Clover Hill. Yep. And his homebound was now here at Clover Hill rather than over at an unnamed school in the county. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> a much yep. better place over here where we are now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he starts. Uh, you know, tell me about your start over here in homebound. Let's see. You start in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in 10th grade now. Um, start in September at homebound. Tell me about your time here at Clover Hill at with homebound. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this last year when I was in homebound, um, it was a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I might've been because I was maybe in a better mental state, but I, I felt, I felt welcomed. I felt understood. Um, I, I just felt, I just felt like I kind of belonged there. Okay. I didn't feel like I belonged where I was before. Mm. Um, so I, I, I felt like I just felt like I was, um, I was in the right place Good. Um, at the right time. And um, when the time came up, um, I was told that my <laughs> time was up there mm. and it was time for me to go into the big boy school. Uh-oh. And, and, and that's not an easy place for somebody with anxiety. No. <laughs> that's that like, was, let's, take, let's take almost two years, almost a year and some change off. Yeah. And let's just get back into it. Yeah. Let's just throw you back to the wolves. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to get back into Man, here. I mean... Like, it, those of you who are listening, you, you could say, like, okay, I, I've been on my own doing an independent study since November of my ninth grade year. Yeah. Here we are in about, I'd say, February yeah. of your 10th grade year where you haven't been in the school. No. And, the, and the school system says, guess what? Time's up. Get back in school. Yeah. Full, full throttle. In classes, full time. You know, you're still doing, you, you were able to still do some of your night school work you know, what they call ingenuity. Yeah. Um, so he actually had his own independent study still going on, but they wanted to reacclimate to the school. So, you know, that, that's, um, that's kind of where he was. And then it almost got to the point where you couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I like, I, my counselors, um, had to bring me to school and what would they would do is they would bring me to my first class. We would wait outside the door, um, during class, um, when no one's around, um, and wait for me to have the confidence and the motivation to go in and spend at least maybe five minutes in there. And if I could do that, then they'd be proud and move on and maybe take me out and go home. But, uh, that was, that's how it was first. And man, I couldn't even get in the building. It was, it was so str- I couldn't even get in the car. It, it was, it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, physically couldn't get yeah. in the car guys. Let's, yeah. let's think about that. Imagine your anxiety so bad before you just knowing what you have to go do that you couldn't even get in your car. And then once you do, get in the car now you got to get out of the yeah. car <laughs> yeah yeah and then you got to go in the building i mean it was every step is painful it was yeah every step right close to that building it scared the, it just scared me so bad and um going in the building seeing so much kids that you know i think that was 
the biggest stress I've ever had. Mm. I, I, that, seeing so much kids around me. And, and those of you with anxiety know that yeah. you know, a little bit of anxiety will build off of anxiety. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse like a snowballs. Yeah. So that you might've started with a little bit, but you walked away with a whole lot yeah, more. Yeah, I did. So, you know, Jordan, you, you eventually did get in the building. Let me tell mm -hmm. my story real quick. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Jordan had been getting in the building for a little while now, you know, with his counselors, mm -hmm. and I was an administrator at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I was an administrative assistant, so I was taking a kid up to, uh, actually, running to the office, doing whatever I was doing. And um, I saw Jordan sitting up there near the front office in a seat, and he was wearing his Tampa Bay Lightning yes, hoodie. Sir. And I was a little bit of a Tampa Bay Lightning fan at one point in my life, um, a little big hockey fan. I love hockey, and, and Jordan does too. Um, but, you know, I saw the Tampa Bay Lightning hoodie, and I had to say something like, hey, Tampa Bay, not many kids wear a Tampa Bay Lightning hoodie around no. school. Very cool. I like it. You a big fan? He's like, yeah, yes, sir. You know, very respectful, very nice. I'm like, okay. I was like, all right, well, you know, nice to meet you. You know, I'm, I'm Mr. Mooney, you know, and I think I, you may have told me your name. I don't remember if you did or not. I don't either. But honestly, it was just a quick, hey, good, good cool sweatshirt. You know, <laughs> that's kind of all our, our conversation was. Yeah, just simple small talk. Yeah. And then the very next day, very next day, I swear, I, I, well, I was looking at the scores for Tampa Bay just out of curiosity because it got me thinking after seeing you. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I watched it because guess what? There you are outside of your math class, I think it was. Yep. Um, with your counselors mm -hmm. um, in the middle of a panic attack. I was. And uh, those of you who have had a panic attack, I've had one. I've had several, actually. So I know exactly how it feels. Um, I have anxiety. Mine's not necessarily always social anxiety. Um, I think mine's just a general anxiety of just anything that you know, when thing, life gets tough, my anxiety kicks in, my physical anxiety kicks yep. in, and I have to learn how to control it. Um, but I saw it. I knew I related right away. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and um, I saw Jordan in the hallway, and I saw him with the two people. I didn't even know who they were. Yep. Your two counselors, I didn't know who they were. Um, and I said, hey, man, I, Tampa Bay had a, a rough night last night. Whatever, whatever the story was, if they won or lost, I just started talking about the game they had last yeah. night. And, um, you know, said, hey, I'm Mr. Mooney. I, I saw you in the hallway downstairs. It looks, looks like you're having a little bit of an anxiety attack, huh? And you, you, he's trembling, and he's, you know, having a hard time even breathing. And I'm sitting there, my hands are sweating. I'm like, oh crap, he's making me anxiety. He's getting my anxiety going. <laughs> oh, so, um, so I, I pretty much just tell him, hey man, if you if you're okay, I looked at his counselors. If you're okay with me, just walking you around the the school, talking a little bit of hockey, you know, would you be cool with doing that? And sure enough, Jordan had had the awareness just to say, just nod his head yes, and then we just started walking. We talked a little bit of hockey. We talked a little about him a little bit. Within three to five minutes, anxiety attack was gone. Yeah, it's all gone. It was all gone. It just it kind of just left his body, and really, it just started, you know, with a relationship. You know, it started right there, and um, that's where our story really takes off. Is you know, it was a moment of me just being at the right place, right time. He was, um, and knowing I how I had anxiety, and how how I handle it. I had the I have to exercise when I have anxiety. I have to get walking. I have to get moving, and that's what we did with Jordan. That's where we started. Mm -hmm. And you know, Jordan, if you remember. Um, you know, you went to my office. I actually had an office then, which was cool. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, all right, sit your butt down in my office. Get, you know, start writing about your feelings. <laughs> That's all I knew to yep, say to you. Yep. Start writing about your feelings. Let me go find out who this kid is, what's going on. And um, I think I remember I actually even grabbed you one notebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you did. I grabbed you a rocket book. Yes, you did. There. I was like, here, that way you could use your Chromebook and put your notes on the computer. And, you know, it just it, immediately I felt the need to help you because at the time in my life, I needed help. You know, if you remember me saying that, yeah. I, I needed something more in this job of teaching, yeah. coaching. I needed something more. And you were the thing that gave me something more. And it was really cool to be able to help you. And I wasn't doing anything special. I was using the techniques that I learned through my anxiety. Right. And sometimes as an adult, that's our job is to teach younger people what works for us. Yeah. 
and it, it worked out pretty good. So um, what we started to do is it was, it was now a friendship, but it was also a, a coach mentor kind of deal. You know, I was going to, I was, I was mentoring him now. I was going to get him there. Yep. I was determined. He was my new project. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and we started right away. All right, let's mm-hmm. get you to class. And I was like, I got some time off. Let me get you to class. So Jordan, tell me about the first couple times I got your butt to class. What did we do when we got you Ooh. there? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the first times I actually managed to get in class, um, the first couple of times, uh, Mooney stayed in with me the whole time. Um, he kind of soothed me down. We like colored. Yeah, we colored. <laughs> colored. I loved it. That was fun for me. We colored. Um, oh man, I don't remember. I don't remember the other things we did. Uh, we, we didn't we do like origami. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We did origami. We, we, we tried origami. It was so weird because like we were doing these things that no one else was doing. And, yeah. Uh, but we were in the same classroom. But we were in the same classroom. Yeah. So and that was important. That was step one. It was. Um, so yeah, the first couple of times he stayed with me the whole time. And then he challenged me. He came in with me still. And for about halfway through the class, he decided to leave me alone. Um, and that was a big challenge because I didn't think I could do it. I didn't go very far. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> I was no. staying right outside the door. Just yeah, count. you did. Like, okay, I told him he had five minutes by himself. I'm going to hang it right by this yep. door. Yep. And I'm peeking in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you challenged me for maybe five to ten minutes to be alone. And, and that's towards the end of the class. Um, and then uh, he would wait for me outside, um, see how long I can handle without him mm-hmm. being there with me. Um, and then at the end of the class, I would go with him. We'd do the same thing with every class until there was a point where I would walk in and I didn't need him. Like well, I, the cool part was you were able to make some friends yeah. in each class. You were, and then we, I introduced them. I, I, I yeah. facilitated the relationship. I was like, hey, this is Jordan. You know, I, and I was honest with him. He's got anxiety. And everybody we talked to, had related. some anxiety yeah, too, related. or some experiences. Yep. So it was very helpful because you'd be surprised how many people have anxiety or know somebody who has social anxiety. It's crazy. I mean, everybody we talked to had it. So they understood and they wanted to help Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Jordan just had a, a great set of kids around him that were understanding and wanted to see him succeed as well. And, you know, you know, eventually, you know, Jordan was able to start doing his work in those times, you know, and sit there. Now, I think the, the biggest issue you had, Jordan, tell everybody about your issue that you had once you were in the, in the classroom. Yeah, Where was your issue? What was it? Yeah, so the biggest issue was that I was doing work that no one else was doing. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I was a little bit uncomfortable with that, especially, you know, while the teacher would be, you know, doing an assignment or talking to students, you know, I'm on my Chromebook, you know, doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I felt really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really weird doing different stuff than the other kids because I felt like I was kind of the oddball. Yeah, and, I and, you, and you were without being odd. Yeah. You were yeah. just doing your own thing. We were trying to reacclimate you to the classroom. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, that was the, the first couple of weeks were challenging. I mean, there were times where I'm like, oh, oh yeah. crap, I don't think this kid's going to be able to do it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> whoa, what yeah. I get myself into, you know, because yeah. I was like, I'm not so sure that this is as cut and dry as I thought it would be. It was severe. I mean, you know, I, I can't spend all my time with this kid. You know, I, yeah, I'm an administrator, but that means kids are getting in trouble, you know, that, yeah. all at the same time. So I'm trying to run around dealing with all the administrative stuff and trying to help Jordan all at the same time. But that was much more fulfilling was helping you than dealing with kids who were being buttheads in class. So, um, but you know, he he just rocked it. You know, he, every, it was a progression. It was not all at once. And that's important for you guys to hear is that you're not going to fix anxiety overnight. No, it's a, it's a, it's a process you have to learn and see and have those reference points, those successes, those, what do we call them? Moral victories. Yes. Those moral victories that we have victory by victory. Hey, you Mm -hmm. stayed in class for half the time today. Good job, Jordan. For anybody else, that's like, oh, my, what the hell? Half yeah. the class, and that, good job? 
Right. No, that was huge. It was. You know, that was freaking phenomenal. So for him to do that was, you know, big time news. So, um, you know, moral victories. Remember them. Remember what was going on. And we worked through techniques. Because he wouldn't just sit there and be just calm, cool, and collected the whole time. No, no. He was jitter- you know, Tell him about your, your, how you actually felt when you were in the class by yourself. Yeah, so when I was in there by myself, um, you know, my legs shaking, my hands are sweating, um, I'm trembling. I mean, I am all sorts of places. Um, it was not easy. You know, I would have my head down. I, I, there's no way I'd be doing work. I mean, it, mm-hmm. was, it was difficult. All I wanted to do was get out. You yeah. know, it was even but, when you left. But even that was tough. But even that was tough, Tell yes. him about that. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so it's just uh, what was really difficult was um, just staying put. You know, mm-hmm. that, my first go-to thing was to go, run away, walk out. And if I did that, I know I would have not met my expectations. And but yeah, the hard, the hardest part was to stay put because that was my that was the number one thing I wanted to do every time I got into class mm-hmm. alone. And you would text message me too. Yeah, I would. He would text me, Mooney. I can't handle. It. I got to go. Yeah, I'm like. Work on your techniques. You know, we had you chewing gum. Yep. We had you playing with the wrapper. Yeah. We had, uh, I mean, I think we were even counting. We, we were counting, weren't we? Yes. We were, we were doing it. We had a stopwatch, and he, yep. was, he was breathing to a stopwatch. So we were working on getting those nice, you know, deep breaths, but super exhales. I mean, exhaling for, you know, if you're breathing in for five count, exhaling for 10. Yeah, I was about to say that. And we were just, you know, just constantly you know, watch, your, watch your body. You know, are you, are you shaking too much? Are your hands clenched? relax get your breath right so we worked on techniques right um you know i had you stop and start coloring i had you you know yeah. we, we worked on through a lot of different stuff it wasn't just hey good luck go yeah no, no no there's a lot of techniques out there that you can the anxiety can be combated you can actually right. fight in anxiety with certain techniques and it works i'm out here to tell you it works it does so if you're a therapist if you're you're hearing this for the first time Go on Google and <laughs> research. We'll talk about them at some point. We'll talk about, we'll have a podcast just for techniques because I think the techniques are what actually saved you, Jordan. It did. The techniques are what works. So if you feel like you're helpless, hopeless, got no, no issue, no, nothing's going to help you, techniques do work. So let's, yeah. let, let's focus on techniques. And I think that was where Jordan really you know, caught his break was with the techniques and be able to stay in, stay in class longer. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't easy because he did no. text message me. There were days where it was tougher than others. And there were days where I scooped him up and said, no, you're done today. It is too much today. Do your work in my office. And unfortunately for a lot of you that are listening, might not have the ability to use that kind of resource that Jordan right. had. Yeah. Jordan was fortunate to have me good. as somebody who had a, I was fortunate to have a job where I could do that. Yeah. This year, I can't even do that for Jordan no. because I have a different job this year. Yeah. So some of you might not have that same resource, but nonetheless, you have to make your own resources. You have to use your guidance counselors. You have to use your time. You have to be communicating with these adults in the building to tell them, hey, sometimes I do need to get out. Sometimes I do. But I think that's kind of where me and Jordan's story kind of is coming to right now is that Jordan has made significant progress. By the time we got to last, the end of last year, Jordan, tell them about how much time you spent in class, man. I was in class every day. I had three classes uh, per day. Um, I went in every day. On um, his own. On my own. On his own, sat through the class. Piece of cake. The entire time. Mm-hmm. Did his work. You know, we even got to the point where we were trying to learn a couple things from the teacher we were working with. Um, you know, it, it was pretty cool to watch. It was, it, was, it was almost like a proud papa moment for me 
because you know it was challenging for me too but it was really encouraging through the time i was i had a rough year last year and i had yes. a lot of crap on my plate and jordan was actually my sounding board too yeah. when i was going through my anxiety and my i needed counseling talk to me jordan was my my counselor you know yeah. he was just my yeah, he he listened to me and that's sometimes all we need is people with anxieties we need somebody to listen to us not always easy to find no you need somebody who can relate somebody who knows exactly and what those it feels people are like. hard to find sometimes exactly so um relationships having a network of people that have the same kind of issues all right not misery together but hey yeah. let's help each other yeah i think there's a balance there and we'll talk about that as we move forward through this podcast mm-hmm. um but you know jordan was able to, to beat it to check all the boxes right he checked all the boxes for the the school side he went to court cleared 100 percent. good job jordan you're the man congratulations you you're, you're doing the right thing keep it up yep. so the truancy went away the attendance issues went away um, and then he comes to school this year as a full-time student. Yeah. And there was a little bit of anxiety that first day. It was, yeah. I knew that talk first us, day. Talk was, us through that. I knew that first day was going to be hard because I haven't been in a full schedule since middle school, since my yeah. eighth grade year. Yeah. So, and this is my uh, junior year. So it's been a long time. Um, and actually doing the work that everyone else is doing, I've been doing that in a long time as well. So this was all new to me in a way. And it's it was... It was like a little reset button. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something I haven't done in years. Um, I didn't feel like I was prepared or ready. Um, it was scary. I was I was really anxious the first day. And uh, mm-hmm. once I got in that first classroom, it kind of almost went away. And that's awesome because I was so worried yeah. for you. I think I was more anxious about you getting you here. You were. You were. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. All that work we did last year, now we got to start all over. Crap. So sure enough, you know, jo- you know I was I was looking in on him. I made sure he knew all his teachers. I walked around the building. Yeah, school I started. remember that. I was like, let's make sure he knows where exactly. And he came and he just did it. And it was like, damn, kid. You got to figure it out, you know, and it was another proud papa moment. But that's kind of where the story kind of, you know, shifts a little bit. You checked all the boxes. Now what? You right. made everybody happy, controlling your anxiety to a level where you're able to function. Right. You're in classes full time. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, your grades are good. Good. Right. Great. But what? But what else? What's what's the problem now? That social anxiety you still suffer from st- yeah. is still there. But it's guess what? There. All the adults stop caring except for one. And that's you. <laughs> <laughs> now, they all know. I'm, I want to say all oh, the adults. Yeah. There, are, there are quite a few to understand. But as far as checking the boxes go, he's doing it now. He's able to check the boxes, and that, that draws the attention away from him. But in reality, that anxiety is still well, well alive. Oh, it's still it's, there, It's baby. alive and well. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of where we are right now is you know, you know, like the end of our title of our podcast is wanting so much more. You know, You have your daily struggle still. You have your moral victories, but you want so much more. You want to be yeah. able to sit in a classroom and not worry about who you're talking to. Exactly. So talk us through this year, Jordan. Talk yeah. us, you know, we got about three minutes before we're going to wrap this up, but just talk yeah. us through your, your, your current struggles and things that you're, you're battling right now as we speak. And, and let's end on a positive, though. Right. Look, talk about the negatives, but tell me some, something positive towards the end. So look, go ahead and wrap this thing up for yeah. us by telling us what's going on right now as we speak. So, yeah, so... The biggest challenge this year has really been just socializing with the others, just with anyone, um, you know, especially with people I I don't know. Uh, I was going in an unknown environment. Um, it was hard to socialize. I was so stressed out and so anxious to look at someone, even in the eyes. Um, I just didn't want to talk to him. I was so scared and dreadful from doing that. So I was so against, you know, being around people that, you know, all I wanted to do was not be around people. Mm. 
So that was my biggest stress coming first day because I didn't think I could be around so much people and yet still feel anxious of having to socialize because I know at a point in time, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah, It's going to have to happen. So that was my biggest stressor. Now, the good thing is over time, I started to learn how to cope with that. Mm. And eventually, um, I started to gain relationships, started with a little small talk um, and topics I'm most comfortable with, sports. Um, and eventually, since you know, I found some people who have mutual interest, um, I started to gain a lot of friendships. And that's what really has soothed me down. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm not saying it's gone, because it's <laughs> definitely not. But uh, with some people, it's soothed pretty much almost completely. Your, your social anxiety is soothed by being social. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. I never Go thought figure. that would. Go figure. Right. Yeah. But, but building those relationships is the tough part. It and that's still that's the part the that we struggle with. Yeah. And that's kind of where Jordan and I's, our coaching is going towards now mm-hmm. is, is building relationships. Yeah. And that's a, that's a strength of mine, but I'm also a lot older, a lot yes. more experienced. So mm-hmm. it's easier said than done for me. And I say that a lot to Jordan, easier said yes. than done. But I couldn't tell you how much, how proud I am of you, Jordan. You have, you've been an absolute rock star ever since I met you. You know, you've, um, you've impressed me throughout our time. Um, you know, you've rejuvenated my spirit when it comes to teaching, you know, sounds kind of corny, but you know, teachers don't have many oh. moments where you're like, this is the kid I'm going to talk about for the next 30 years. Yeah. All right. You're going to be the guy I talk about for my career. And a lot of other teachers have seen your progress and they're, you're going to be their story for the next 30 years. And that's a big deal. So those of you who are listening to this understand that there is hope. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And this podcast is meant for you. All right. This is meant for Jordan wants to help you. Using the experiences that he's had, um, the, the techniques he's used um, to kind of help guide you guys. We want questions. We want people to come in and, and inter, you know talk about anxiety in general together and so we can all help each other. So you know that this is podcast is for you um, and Jordan's here for you. He wants to do this and a lot of times in healing ourselves, you know the best way to heal yourself is to help other people right. And um, Jordan, you're a rock star for doing that. You know, it means a lot to see that. And we're going to help a lot of people in this podcast. So, you know, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. Jordan, you have any last words you want to yeah, say? Yeah, I'm going to say on? one more note. Um, for the people who's uh, watching this, um, I just want everyone to know this. Um, just know you're not alone. You, you're not the only one struggling with whatever that may be, um, whether it's anxiety, um, depression, whatever. Um, you're not the only one. You're not alone. You know, if you need someone to talk to, find an adult. Find someone that you trust, whether it be your brother, your mom, a friend, a teacher, whatever. Just know you are not alone. I thought I was alone when I was going through my things. When I realized I met Mooney, you know, I knew there are people out there who can help you get through things like these. So know that you are not alone, even if you feel like you are in those situations. And you can get through those things situations awesome jordan yeah well, great advice man um guys we're gonna do podcasts here we're gonna try to do this once a week if we can yep. if it's a little bit longer than that we're sorry just you know the, the, the tax of life you know sometimes yeah. life gets us but we're gonna try to put things out for you guys as frequently as possible we are gonna try to reach out through avenues of itunes spotify we'll be on google for the the current locality here at school um but we're gonna be out there for you guys so tune in ask us questions we'll, we'll, we'll probably even put this thing on social media So look out for us and it'll be out there for you guys as much as this episode one, um, our pilot episode, and there are much, much more to come. So tune in and uh, Jordan, thank you. You I I appreciate you for doing this and I I think everybody else is going to appreciate you in the end. So 
Keep tuning in, guys.